Friday in the box with Thomas and Paul. We are back and we are entering the final weeks of the regular season. Uh, meaningful hockey was being played by a lot of teams because, I mean, some teams just don't want to make the playoffs, but do, but don't. I don't know. Yeah. They're still deciding. Yeah, yeah they're still trying to decide what they want to do. And I understand some hesitation in the East because I don't know if I really want to make, you know, do you want to play that one week series against Boston and, and be done in four? But in the West, considering that there's so much in, you know, it, a lot of different teams could still be the number one seed. So if you end up as that second wild card, you might have a chance, but nobody really seems to want to take it. Yeah, um, which we will get into. We will we will get into in a in a little bit here. But first, just just some things around around the world of hockey. Um, the finalists for the Hobie Baker for the 2023 Hobie Baker have been announced for uh, the top college hockey player. Now, officially, there's ten finalists, <laughs> but this thing is going to come down to either. Uh, University of Minnesota's Logan Cooley or his teammate Matthew Nice or Adam Fantilli of University of Michigan. Um, Logan Cooley, he he was drafted. Uh, Arizona, right? Yeah, third overall last year to the Coyotes. Okay. Matthew Nice, he went uh, in the second round back in two, 2001 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. And Adam Fantilli, he is the projected to go number two behind Connor Bedard in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Sean Farrell from out of Harvard, he's, he's a finalist as well. Um, Lane Hutchison from BU, Devin Levi, who just made his debut in NHL. I did see that. Buffalo Sabres of Northeastern. Um, but, you know, none of those guys are going to win. It's between, <laughs> it's between Fantilli, Nizer Cooley. And, and, you know, Putting my bias aside, I think it should be Fantilli because he has been he has been the most dynamic. He's won every award there is to win for him at the moment. What what I'm happy about personally is is that he at least we didn't we didn't have I didn't have to deal with you like him not even being nominated, which again wasn't really going to happen or be a possibility. But given my you know given the Kyle Connor situation from back way back when. Um, I would have hated to have to do this show with you if he wasn't even nominated. So at least that's one, one more week we could be safe from the from the Walt uh, ire of the Hobie Baker awarding. Um, yeah, so the, the Hobie Baker will be presented Friday night. Um, that is after, after the Frozen Four games, which, will be, which are going to be played Thursday, and a national championship game is this coming Saturday. So, um, hey, fun. So potentially some good good things happening for U of M hockey. Fantilli should like he should he should win. You know I mean, and this Michigan has had a finalist for the Hobie Baker for like every year since you know the inception of the thing feels like sure does. So uh, (laughs) so yeah, and you know so good good luck to uh, well two guys who are who are already drafted and Cooley and and um, and Nice. Uh, to you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Cooley is happy that he drafted to an NHL team in theory. Uh, so when he when he because uh, Minnesota, I'm sure played a game at Yost this year. Yes. So when he goes to play 41 home games at Arizona, that will be 
less seating than those games at Yost. <laughs> Yost. <laughs> and I'm well, sure Minnesota. Even, even, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota's rink is is huge. I and it, it wouldn't surprise me because they usually are a hockey hotbed, and and yeah. it would not surprise me at all. And so I, I hope he can get used to playing in those small arenas that the NHL has. And I mean, you know, hey, you know, and and Adam Fantilli, you know, the 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 future Red Wing. So you know, he'll just won't have to move his stuff. Yeah, top two would be great. Top I mean, two would be great. I mean, Adam Fantilli. I mean, he's had he's had himself a great um, the last year, last calendar year for him. Um, he's won World Junior Gold, one one technically won two World Junior Gold medals. Um, <laughs> true, true. Um, now he's got Michigan in a frozen four with the, with a shot at a national title and a Hobie Baker finalist. So um, he was also named uh, one freshman of the year in college hockey um, overall and also was named freshman of the year for U of M. So, hey, let, let's let's hope the good the good things keep going his way. Um, kind of stick- coffee case. Yeah, uh, kind of sticking with, with, um, with non-NHL hockey, um, the Connor Bedard and <laughs> playing with the Regina Pats in the WHL playoffs. Now, Regina, they were they got into playoffs because of Bedard. Like, there's no, I mean, there's no one's going to argue that. Like, he, he, they're there because of him. I mean, yeah. and they're they're right, and they're taking on. Uh, the Sask the Saskatoon Blades, and the Blades are a heavy favorite o- over uh, the Regina Pats, um, Bedard's team. And well, Bedard has led his team to a 2 0 series lead. They won both games in Saskatoon. They're heading back for the next two games in Regina. Is it a, be- it's a best of seven or best yeah. of five? Best of seven. Best seven. And uh, in 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 two games, he has five goals, three assists, eight points. So I mean, you know, he's doing okay. The legend grows, man. This legend grows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, their 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 game two when they won in overtime, he didn't get a point, and he didn't get a point at all in that. So I mean, slacker, way to just kind of quit after three periods, dude. Yeah, right. Come on, hockey's four, bro. <laughs> yeah. Way to way to let your t- oh wait, they won anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They won in spite of in spite of him being lazy in overtime. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but but um Connor Bernard is trying to do something that something that Connor McDavid never did, which is lead his team to a to a uh to a cha- to a junior championship and go to the Memorial Cup. Connor McDavid never made it to the Memorial Cup when when he when he was playing in the OHL. He never made he made he never he never made it out. Um, which is, which is something that, you know, the, the leagues have sort of kind of looked into cause they, they'll try to, you know, it's a showcase. You want to showcase your best players, have your best players showcase, uh, but Connor Bernard has a chance to, to, to do that. Um, speaking of Memorial Cup, Memorial Cup was just announced. It's going to Saginaw coming right here in Michigan to Saginaw next season, the Saginaw spirit. Now they are, they are a good team. They're they're a good team. They might go to Memorial Cup this year. They might win the OHL championship this year. Um, they they made some they made some some trades during the season. Got a lot got a lot of picks. Um, but so since they're hosting Saginaw, will automatically be in. They're yep. automatically be in the Memorial Cup tournament. So that's I and, and just to 
for some people that may not know, and I always need, it's good to get the refresher. The Memorial Cup is a tournament of four teams, a little mini playoff of four teams. The winner of the Q, the winner of the WHL, the winner of the OHL, and then the host city. Right. Play the Memo- in the Memorial Cup final. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, now, Saginaw, they have one of the, they have, um, a kid coming up who could potentially who's potential top five talent in two years from now. And uh Mike Michael Michael Mesa. I think I hope I'm saying his name right. I yeah. think yeah, uh I've believe it or not, I've heard that name. So that tells you. Yeah, he he's 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 gonna be he and he's a dynamic player. I mean, already. I mean, <laughs> this year. In 45 games, 22 goals, 56 points in, in 45 games, you know, as a 16-year-old. Mm. So he's he's doing okay. He sure is. He's doing okay. And, I mean, th- you know, in three games in the playoffs so far this year, he only has four points. He only has four points in three games. So, you know, he's not Connor Bedard yet. But, yeah, but again, you know, he's he was, also 16, right? Yeah, he's still young. Okay, yeah. Let's let's get, let's not bury the lead here. <laughs> Are we kids only sixteen? Uh, he's lazy. No, right. I don't. Boy, you are taking it out. These these kids here, you know, they don't know how to. They don't know what they're doing. You know, you think you're good. You're not. He's not as good as McDavid. <laughs> Got a little time to grow into it, my friend. A little oh, time man. to grow into it. But but yeah. So um. So yeah, Saginaw. It's and I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna have to make it to Saginaw for at least a game. Sure. Memorial Cup uh, next next year. That that is, that is a, going to Memorial Cup tournament game has always been a thing on on my uh, to do list. Okay. Hockey to do my hockey to do list. Um, and now it's feasible because it's right. <laughs> Saginaw's not not too bad of a drive. No, it's from from here. It's from our area. It's probably what I'm just uh, carry the one. Probably a good hour to say, you know? Hour, yeah, hour, hour and a half, depending on Michigan traffic. You know, sure, sure. Um, is Saginaw the only team in Michigan? In nope, the- Flint, Flint Thank Fireworks. Thank you. Okay, Flint Fireworks. Yep. Formerly the Plymouth Whalers. Yep. Okay. Yep. I as soon as it was out of my mouth, I knew the answer to that. Yeah. Um, also, so how, how was your weekend, Thomas? You had a good weekend. Everything went well. Yeah. You're, you're, you're healthy. Yeah, I'm good. 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 Yep. You're Feel good. good. Healthy. Yeah. No cuts, no scrapes. All right. Good. Well, Braden Chen can't say that. No, he can't. Um, and, and a tough, a tough loss, um, by the blues to the Bruins in our game yesterday, um, which actually officially eliminated the St. Louis blues from playoff contention. Um, the <laughs> early in the game. He got, he had his hand, someone skated over his hand. So he had a cut on his hand, had to get his, so he had to get stitched up. And then a little bit later on, he's standing in front of that. He gets high sticked in the face and then hit in the hand by a slap shot at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Then he gets gets high sticked again, like later on in the game. He just, he was just a magnet. Um, All that. Still mad at eked up three assists no, <laughs> and a tough loss for, for the blues. But I mean Braden Shen, hockey warrior, hockey player. Yes. Yep. I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm probably I'm probably tapping out after my hand gets someone skates over my hand. And that's a fair, that's fair. <laughs> Trust mere mortals. I think that's I, I, fair. I, I mean, 
I'm definitely tapping out after getting hit with a shot and hit in the face with a stick at the same time. Yep. That's I'm definitely like just going, okay, it's not my night. Yep. Let me get out of here before something else happens. And yeah, and he, got, he, he, he caught a lot, man. It's. And what's, what's really, I mean, you, you, you tip your hat to it even more. Cause I know they were just officially limited yesterday, but considering that there's six games left, if you're six games away from being at the end of the year and we're talking about when you're going to be officially eliminated and you end up, you know, in, in, I know you're a pro it's what you do. It's what you know, but right. obviously he, they're not playing for anything this year. No, and it, you almost feel like, all right, a, a, a mere mortal could easily be like, all right, I'm going down to the runway. This game's over for me. I'm done <laughs> tonight. It's just not my night, but sure enough, he kept going out there. And as you said, the, uh, kind of again almost burying the lead three-point night for him he goes through all this stuff and assists on all three st louis duels in the final 21 minutes of the game so i mean the game went to overtime st louis i mean they almost came back and won that game you know yes they did they they, they pushed the bruce to the limit so you know hey respect to uh to shin there it's hockey's not any hockey's not easy so the bruins the Bruins, yes. They 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 got two nationally televised games, and and it's not a complaint because a when you're forty points, twenty points better than everybody else in the league, you're going to get a lot of hockey. And and two, I I feel like the one thing that TNT slash ESPN has done a better job of than NBC Sports is that they have gotten done a better job getting an array of teams. I just yeah. I, I thought I don't have a stat that says you know Team X you know toronto's been on a lot too and so is is edmonton which is good i mean oil should be featured a lot and and nbcsn never really seemed to go over the border until playoff time so you're right you're very that's a really good call but and now granted they played without bergeron but the two games just for kind of because you have a 25 point lead and these games don't really matter so you can rush your number one center yeah yeah The only cracks that I saw watching probably a combined three, maybe four periods of those two games that I found interesting is that they're so forceful, strong, whatever term you want to use offensively, that they can sometimes get themselves into danger because they gave up so many man rushes in just the times that I saw. Yeah. Like, like midway through the first period or even in the later stages of the first period, I think shots in that game against Pittsburgh, I think were 11 to two or something like that, 10 to two, but it was one, one. And that was because they had given up an odd man rush and they nearly had given up a second one and nearly fell behind two one because of that. And I just, I just bring it up because when you're that good and, and can be that offensive minded, that's still one thing that they do are going to need to watch in the postseason because how many times do we see that in postseason play? where you dominate for 10 minutes, you have one puck hop over a defenseman's stick that turns into a two-on-one, and all of a sudden you're down one nothing. And that's yeah. – granted, they're, they're great. They're deep. Their coach said that they could – you know, uh, Jim Montgomery said they could go five lines deep and eight defensemen deep, and he's not lying. They really are healthy, scratching, good hockey players. Yeah. But it, it's just one thing that, you know, if you're going to pick against Boston or, or you hate Boston a lot, you're trying to figure out how who's going to knock them out. Just something that I noticed a lot since they were on back-to-back games this week. Uh, that's a, a, something good to notice. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll – and I'm and here's the thing. I'm going to go – I'm going to guess, you know, it didn't go unnoticed by their head coach either. Yeah. You know, and 
I'm sure I'm sure that's going to get addressed. But I mean, I mean, yeah, when you're you're at 60 wins, I mean, as a head coach, you're kind of looking for things to nitpick at. And <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I and I found it for him. Yeah, there you go. I found so, one for him. So you're welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Austin. Um, also, another game last night that went on yesterday, uh, Columbus and the Columbus Blue Jackets, Ottawa Senators. Columbus wins in, wins in overtime. The Senators are still alive in a playoff race. They're six points out of the second wild card by the Penguins. But the, the but that's not the, the thing that I want to focus on. I want to focus on the Columbus Blue Jackets team that won. The lineup they put out for that game would not have been legal in the preseason because they would not have had enough veterans <laughs> in the lineup and the, in the roster. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, let me go to this right now and check it out. For the 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 players they put out there for their game it was just like, um, I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. I will always say, you know, it's it's. Play, players and coaches don't tank because players don't a lot of players they don't care about getting high about getting high draft picks because a lot of times they're like I'm not going to be here by the time that high draft pick is anything right or he's coming to take my job right exactly yeah so so but you know you can manipulate your lineup <laughs> and, and put guys in and take guys out and ship guys away i mean i I remember in a mcdavid draft year you know the buffalo sabers and and coyotes they were like if goalies were playing too well they were getting shipped out they're getting shipped out of here what what do you what do you do with a 925 sabers in this you get out of here we We actually faintly remember that as well (laughs) we don't don't have time for this yep i i i kind of remember that too but you know but man, the Blue Jackets, they are doing they are they are doing their best. Yeah, there's 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 probably I mean, I, I like to take a weekly look at line charts and there's probably five names I've never seen before. And then another three names that I have seen before that I know are rookies. So they are. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure, you know, there's Lincoln's Roslovich, Boquist uh blankenberg you know those guys were all out because of you know their day-to-day with injury and it's kind of like are are they really that injured or was it just like uh you know what yeah yeah your your ankle it's looking yeah that ankle ain't looking too great why don't you just sit out rest get some rest i I mean isn't it's kind of (laughs) like here in detroit the pistons are so bad where if they did get everybody healthy they could win like seven games in a row and still have the same odds at the number one overall pick. Isn't Columbus that bad too, where they're not in danger? Oh, okay. So they're that bad in the East, but in the West, they're in the thick of the worst record when you factor in the teams in the West. Okay. I see. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're not a 2000, uh, 2019, 2020 Detroit bad. No one is. No, no. And you'd have to try really hard to be that bad again. I mean, that team was going to not hit the 50 point mark. No. And they still picked fourth. I know. But it's fine. We got Lucas right there. It's fine. It's all good. I like Lucas. I like Lucas. Toronto doesn't, though. Toronto does not. Because, you know, he he intentionally lost an edge yeah. and, and, and hit Matt Murray and made him get a concussion on purpose. 
Well, well, I mean, stop me if you've heard it. Matt Murray's hurt. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? Um, very good. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Did very good. I mean, I've seen that. Was there was there a dust up? Did you? Because I, I know you you said that you had you were yeah, watching. No, there was there was nothing. There was nothing from it. Okay. Um, it's just Maple Leafs fans being Maple Leaf fans. Oh well, yeah, I don't care about the fans. I really. <laughs> like, how could you? How can you look at that play and go, "Yeah, he did that on purpose." Like, right. That was his intention. I, I mean, that's at the end of the day. I mean, I I gotta think that without looking at having the numbers right in front of me, I still feel like wasn't wouldn't Sam Sonoff doesn't he figure to be the opening day playoff starter? Is it really in 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 well, doubt? Well, well, when they traded for Matt Murray, they were expecting Matt Murray. They, well, they want. I guess they they want. They're expecting competition, right? Yeah, between the goalies and. Well, look, it's looking like it's going to be Samsonov. Okay. Um, at least, at least moving forward through the rest of the regular season, we'll see what what happens with um, with Matt Murray. Again, injured again. Who would just shocking? I mean, and you know, I mean, the Maple Leafs. You know, like, now, I mean, they're 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 ro- they're they're rolling in. I mean, they, Detroit beats them yesterday, five to two. Um, we're going to talk about the Detroit end of that in just a moment, but um, from from the Maple Leafs from the Maple Leafs standpoint, I mean, this team, Austin Matthews got off to a slow start this season, and I think you know, I and honestly, I think part of it was he's been he's been injured. Yeah, you know, he he missed some time with injury, and I don't think he really, I don't think he was really healthy in, until maybe the second half of the season is when he really got healthy. And also, I mean, I think this group, and I said at the beginning of the season, the team with the most pressure this to win are the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and and it's they're 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 number one. They have the most pressure and second most pressure. They're one and two. Yes, they are. And and then and then I think three maybe is, is probably the Boston Bruins. Just I mean. And they and you know what it's they moved to three they were probably top five before the year started just because they brought back such that veteran lean roster but then when you figure how good their regular seasons the net automatically catapults you to the top of the pressure list right but I mean Austin Matthews he scored sixty last year is anybody talking about how many that he scored sixty goals last year in Toronto no they're talking about how they how they had an another game seven collapse in the playoffs yeah. You know, I mean, he's now he's, he's got thirty seven. I mean, he I, I, he he's probably going to hit forty. Would say so. I, I bet on it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I bet on him to hit forty. Yep. Um, he's having a he's having an excellent season. Willie Nylander has thirty seven. He's he'll he's probably going to hit forty. Tavares has thirty three goals, seventy six points. Mitch Mariner ninety five points for for Mariner. So Marner missed last night. Was that a? They just sat him out for rest. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the that was um yeah it was just kind of like it was his turn. Okay, I and and that it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Toronto. I think they're smart to do that, just because I mean they know who they're playing. I mean, this is yeah they, they've known who they're they've they've known who they were playing since what December. I mean, really, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once it once it became abundant, I mean, because Florida's never really challenged them. 
No. Houston's been so far ahead of them. So, I mean, honestly, yeah, they've basically known since December who they were playing. You know, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. I, um, so, but yeah, I think this, it's obviously, it's, it's all about what Toronto does in the postseason mm-hmm. this year. And, and it's not just going to be, and, and it's not going to be, a, you know, well, just win one round. Yeah. We beat Tampa, but if you beat Tampa and then you go out and you get, and you get your doors blown off in the second round by the Bruins, you know, that's not going to be good enough either. They need a deep playoff run. They need to at least get to the conference finals, maybe even the Stanley cup finals. I mean, now, now the ultimate goal obviously is to win the whole damn thing. But I mean, it, it almost kind of sets up perfectly for Toronto to almost have that that Washington cap that Washington Capitals esque run where you you got you got to beat the boogeyman, you got to beat Tampa and Boston, you, you got to beat Boston, and if because when Washington finally got over the hump of of the Pittsburgh Penguins, they just catapulted and it, it was um, like, not, I mean, yeah, smooth sailing for them from, from the rest of the postseason. They weren't, they, they were never any real danger of, of losing their, um, any series after that during that run um, when they won a cup in 18. So, I mean, Toronto, you know, you, you get, you beat Tampa, you get past Boston. I mean, a, Assuming Boston beats whoever they play in a wild card, sure, right? sure. we have to we have to add that caveat. We can't just say they're gonna because I mean, hey, where where things happen, you know, Presidents Trophy teams and and playoff runs don't go haven't gone well in the last mm-hmm. few years. You know, the the, the last team won the Presidents Trophy and went and and won the Stanley Cup the same year. You got to go all the way back to 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. It's been okay. a while. Okay, yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think, that, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to extend this to Toronto, but it, it kind of feels like even if they don't get out of round two, I think they're all back. I think, I think next year they're going to kind of bring, keep the band together, but then Matthews and Nylander's contracts up with Marner and Tavares the year after. So, so like, I, I know, see, cause I always, when I always hear, you know, they have to win. And, and when I hear that, I think of, okay, if they don't win, what's going to happen. And believe it or not, I don't necessarily think, well, could they tear it down and just be, could they start to the tear it down by trading away? Excuse me. By, by starting to trade away guys with one year left would they can, I don't see, I don't see them trading away Nylander or Matthews with still that one year left. Yeah, no. I mean, you're you're going back. I mean, the, I mean, you're you then you're in a, you're in a situation where you trade away Willie Nylander and then you need a w- Willie Nylander to replace Willie Nylander. Correct. Correct. And 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 I guess and, 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 and unless you can find a trade and you can find a younger, I mean, younger player. Willie Nylander is only twenty six. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't. Unless you you work out a trade and you trade Nylander to Anaheim and you get Trevor Zegras, I don't. I, I mean that's it, it, it would have to be. It, that's the thing. It was it'd have to be more, right? And, you know that's but, the problem with it. I mean, but their issue isn't scoring. It hasn't been scoring. It's been it's it's been in that, and they've and they've tried to address the goal, the goalie issue. Um, although last year. 
you know, they lost to Tampa. That wasn't on Jack Campbell. Nope, it wasn't. What, what, it wasn't on him. Um, you know, and the other thing is defensively, just the defensive depth, which they have, they have this year. Yeah. And, 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 but also it's who's going to, who else is going to score for you after you get out of your top six? What's your depth? They're, they, they've done more of trying to create some depth where they've had games with Nylander on the third line. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to, to move some guys down that are, are good players, you know, putting Nylander and Bunting, although Bunting to me is always will kind of be like um, Jake Gensel, where I would never want Bunting because I think that it's who he's with that's doing it, not him doing it. Man, Thomas just just the Jake Gensel slander. <laughs> no, and you know, hey, look, 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 look. look. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to come off. Just man, what did Jake Gensel do to you? Here, here's more what it is. Here's a better way of saying it, you jerk. Here's what I mean: is that if Jake Gensel becomes an unrestricted free agent as a basically a fifty goal scorer. On, on, on paper, a 50-goal scorer, a legit guy that's got 50 goals, has had 50-goal seasons recently, or 40 at least, that can get you nine to ten, nine $9 million contract. I'm not giving Jake Gensel that because I don't know how much of that was being, playing pretty much the majority of his career with Sidney Crosby. And, and Michael Bunting's most successful season was last year, his quote-unquote rookie year, and he played the majority of that year with Austin Matthews, which helps. Look, the Wings, when Applicator was playing with Datsuk and Applicator was scoring 25, we loved it. And I didn't regret that contract because it looked like it was going to be a deal because he was like 28 when he signed it. And then Datsuk was gone and Applicator was bought out and gone a year later. And so I'm just, that's where you have to be very careful of who you're going to give big money to. And, and I, and I kind of put bunting in that category as well. The, the the only thing I I will argue with you on Jake Gensel a little bit on that is Jake Gensel has produced. He has. There's not, and and I'm not taking. I don't want to take that away from him because you're right. He has. He, you know, he's he, really he, only good with that soup. Where where Gensel has been good pretty much now four or five years. He's had these has yeah. had great seasons. I mean, he's at the, you know, he scored 40 last year. He's at 25, 35 this year. I mean, you know, he's. Oh, sorry. I just got a, got an email from the, uh, from, from the better half. Um, But uh, come on, stop. Basically a goal every other game. I mean, pretty much even like with yeah. the COVID years and some injuries, pretty much since 1819 is a goal every other game. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one pushback I will give to. You. I, I, I I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying. I'm just giving you shit for uh, for just yeah, fine. you know just constantly coming after Jake Gensel. I, Thomas just hates Jake Gensel. It's, just, it's he is a good example of why I would not sign or make any trades for Michael Bunting. That's that's kind of like if Toronto does lose, does Steve Eiserman like? I'm I have I do have kind of some secondary hope that Toronto gets knocked out by Tampa this year. Cause if they do blow it up, I'll take I'll trade a first or a second or a first and a second to Toronto to for a year of Willie Nylander with the hopes that you can impress them enough to sign a long-term deal here. Yeah, I'd do that. 
Because that meets the, the criteria of somebody who at, I think is as good or better than Larkin. Well, it's it's also – well, Kyle Dubas doesn't have a contract after this year, so we don't know who their GM is going to be potentially. Right. So a, if, if, if they get knocked out again in the first round, there could be changes in Toronto. And I think that – I don't – I mean, you're, you say it 100 times, you're right 100 times. Nobody knows what Steve Eisenman's thinking. But if you get that opportunity to possibly bring in somebody – who, you know, or take advantage of a team that's decided that they're going to rebuild and tear it down because they've not had playoff success. Go ahead and make a call to Toronto or a new GM and figure out if you can get one of those guys over here. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I don't like, I don't think they should tear it down because it's not like you tear it down when, if you're like back consecutive years, barely making the playoffs, barely getting in and you're barely a wild card and you're fighting the last five games of the season to get in. And it's like, and it's, you've been at it for 10 years with the same group. Then I get it like, yeah, okay, it's time to move on and try to, and try to do something else. But that's not where they're at. I mean, they're, they're consistent. I mean, the Maple Leafs are consistently a top five team in the league every year. But here's the thing. If they lose in the first round of Tampa, that's six straight years. They haven't gotten out of the first round. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, so you, you say, you know, 10 years, but I mean, at some point you're like, okay, for some crazy ass reason, whatever it may be, this group with this makeup is not, is not going to win a Stanley cup. And, 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 and I know it sounds crazy to think, well, you tear it down given the regular season success, but this would make that. I think that 18 year, the year that Washington won the Stanley cup was the first year that, that Matthews made the playoffs. Right. Does that no. sound no, no, that that was the year before. So they made the playoffs the year before in seventeen. Yeah, I believe so. Then that then this would be their seventh year of not getting out of round one. And at some point, you do kind of have to ask, okay, mate, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna tear this thing down because we can't we can't win. We can't have success past round one or in, to get into round one. Yeah, yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played the. Uh, they played the Capitals in the first round, and they lost in six. Oh, so I got it backwards. I thought it was the, the Capitals won their cup was the first year they played. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So this would they make lost in six. Then that that was the last time the Leafs didn't go to a game seven. Because then after that, it's been game seven, game seven, first round loss, game seven, first round loss, game five loss in the qualifying round of, of the weird bubble playoff gimmick there game and then you know the the collapse montreal and then last year tampa jesus i mean and and, and last year austin matthews four goals nine points in that seven games here is against the lightning so no wasn't him he won the issue would you would you trade would you do like a, a straight up well see that's the thing it would be what would they really want would they want a goal? They'd probably want a goalie. Would they take Edvinson for Nylander straight up? Would you do that? Toronto would. Would you do that for Detroit? Not right now. No. Okay. I would do – here's the thing. Okay, I would do that trade if if the wings were, like, right at the cusp of winning. Okay. They were in their window of winning now. Okay, I would do that. I I would I would do it that, but like right, like no, they're not. We're we're not even. We're 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 still trying to build into being a playoff team. Like you, no, 
Although, I mean, I do, again, I kind of had some expectation of it this year and they were, and they're still playing really hard, which is what you want to see, but they are not eliminated from the playoffs yet. I do kind of feel like next year they <laughs> should be a playoff team. And that's, I mean, you joke, but it's, yeah. I mean, well, no, than, I, I, no, it's, this is the first time in years where the wings have, have still been in the playoff chase with, and with single digit games left. Yeah. I mean, they're only nine points out with a game in hand. And I, and I say that not in terms of like, they're going to catch them, but more in terms of like, no, no, they have to run the table and they need like Pittsburgh to like not win again. And and it was like, and it, well, but again, going back, I, I'm going to go back to my early season expectations and what I wanted to see. And I wanted to see progress and I wanted to see a team that was close. And, you know, they had that playoff spot for a day in this, in, in February and, and after the deadline and they trade off, you know, basically two thirds of their power play and they're still I, finding ways to get some points here and there. It, I, I, I still say the season changed when, uh, when Ras when Ras got hurt. And, and I, it's hard to argue that. <laughs> I mean, he got hurt. They, they, he got hurt early on in that Tampa game. They lose that game. And then they, what happened in Ottawa happened throws back to back and, it, it, it's kind of hard to see Alex Chase on though not being brought back. Power, Mr. Power Play. Mr. Power Play. Power Play extraordinaire. Um, let, well, let's let's talk about the Wings. Um, the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they they an adventurous week for for the for the Wings. I mean, they they have that crazy game against the Pittsburgh Penguins where they were up and then they and then they gave up the lead. And they and then they they end up winning seven to four, and they have that that crazy goal, which Thomas is still not over. <laughs> that that was allowed to score, which yeah. was crazy. That later that night in the Calgary game, a similar goal was think like the exact same thing happened, and they called it no goal, and they even reviewed it and said no goal. It, it's one of those things where. If it was game two of a playoff series, we and you put on t- local talk sports radio, that's the only thing they're talking about all day. That's the, it, but I mean, because the team it didn't wasn't of major consequence, they and they ended up winning the game. Yeah. So I mean, two reasons. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they won the game by three. So yeah, but <laughs> if that, if that was a if a if that was a playoff game and a one goal loss, oh, could you imagine? Oh, what an uproar! Yeah, uh, David David Perron with the hat trick, his first as a Red Wing. Um, I mean, Perron three goals. Cider had him had himself two assists in that game. Dylan Larkin three points. He kept rolling. Um, so the Wings they get they they get that win, and then they follow that up the two nights later, at home against Carolina. The Hurricanes come to town. The, Hurricanes are bat- they're still in the battle in, in their division to uh for first place. Um a pretty even game back and forth. Uh Car- and then Carolina carried it at, at points, but the way but uh you know they got well, you have good goaltending and Nadelkovic, he made some big saves for him, uh kept them in the game, kept it tied, and then I mean would you have guessed Jake Walden? No, would would emerge as the, a bona fide top pairs defenseman on this team. No, but you know that scoring big goals. Boy, did we need that! <laughs> we absolutely needed it. We needed. We needed. You know, I, I know everybody thought that that it was. You know, 
It was going to be Sherratt. Sherratt and him. Sherratt and Sider. Sherratt and Sider. That's all we thought. Oh, it's it's Wallman and Sider, and it's I mean, and it's funny because you know Wallman. He was he he was showing flashes early in the season, and honestly, I think Horonic getting shipped out really opened up. Yeah. Um, a, ch- a chance for Wallman to really shine, and and he got more minutes, and he's taking advantage of it. Four yeah. seconds to go. Jake Wallman um scores to to get the win for the Red Wings. Um and then the following night you, you go to Winnipeg. That's schedule a schedule loss. This this was a schedule loss. You know, when, when Winnipeg they Winnipeg was reeling, you know, that was a game they absolutely needed. Um they're taking on Detroit who just who played the night before and when Winnipeg was off and you know, yeah, that was that was just one of those that ah, schedule loss. Yeah, right. because they also had to travel to Winnipeg. Like yeah. if that game's in 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 Detroit, okay, may, you know, maybe I'm not as hardcore in the belief of a schedule loss, but they finished the game at ten o'clock, you know, and then needed to cross a time zone. And sure, only one time zone, I get it, but they crossing time zones, playing playing Winnipeg the next day. I mean, that's 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 a tall ass three and four nights with travel. Yeah, so they they fall they fall to Winnipeg six to two. Um, I mean, again, not much really. I mean, what are you going to break down about that game? I mean, Winnipeg, they poured it on because, I mean, they, like I said, they needed to. Winnipeg needed it. Yep. Um, and then they come, then they go to Toronto. And as we just, as we were just talking about, they beat Toronto uh, last night, five to two. Um, the remaining schedule, you know, they're in Montreal tomorrow. They're at home to Buffalo. Buffalo, Pitts, Buffalo uh, Thursday, Pittsburgh Saturday, and then they finish off the home schedule next Monday against the Stars, and then they finish up the season in Carolina and Tampa, and who knows what those games are going to mean. Yeah. For, I mean, I mean, well, the Tampa game is going to be nothing to Tampa. Yeah, it's going to be, you're going to see Brian, you're going to see Brian Elliott and the Syracuse French. Who's their third string goalie? You might see him. You might see him, actually. <laughs> very well might. Well, um, yeah, uh, Dylan Larkin set career highs. Um, oh, he, and he did it last night in Toronto in, in front of his family too. Um, he so he ties his career. Well, he's one behind his career high in goals. He has thirty one. He scored thirty two back in eighteen nineteen. Um, he has a career high in points now at seventy six. Previous career high eighteen nineteen was seventy three. I mean. Point per game player this season, yeah, twenty six to seventy five, and and he has been absolutely dynamic for the Wings. Um, I mean, he's gotten points. He's he's got he's gotten points in her last in in his last four games for for Detroit. Uh, you know, five five goals, five goals, eight points, and in the last four games for Larkin, include and that's including that hat trick against Toronto last night. Um, David Perron has been excellent, has been excellent this year. Andrew Cobb, it took, it took Cobb a while to really find his footing with this team. Yeah. And now that he has, I mean, he has 32 assists this year. Yeah. Which I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, mean, nine goals, but I mean, Cobb, his, you know, he never really, never really a strong goal scorer. I mean, the most ever scored in his career prior, you know, his career high is, uh, and goals is 15. So, but 
Andrew Cop career high in assists this year. Well, he ties a career high in assists. He had uh because he had 32 last year. He has 32 this year. Um, he has he established career high in points, 41 points for Andrew Cop this year. That's a career high for him. Okay. Um Kubalik has has really take as has been playing better as as of late as well. Moritz Sider again after a, a slow start, just a slow start for him in his in his sophomore year. Same with Lucas Raymond, he's really come along. Um, Marco Casper made his NHL debut. He became the first Detroit Red Wing first player in Red to start as a make his debut as an eighteen year old since Marty Lapointe back in nineteen ninety one. Um, he's their, their first round pick from last year. He almost scored. He almost got a goal, um, last night. Um, yeah, he, he almost got one. Cause there, there was this, I mean, it, he played 15 minutes. He was second line center. Yeah. Second line center, second line power play. I mean, center power on the power play. He, he was, you know, um, Lalonde didn't hide him. Which is, which is smart because you know what, if you're going to call him up, don't play him on the fourth line because he's not a fourth line player. I no. you you give the eighth pick in the draft the possibility, you know, give him the give him the chance to be, you know, a first or second line player. Because if you're drafting somebody eighth overall, that's what you're expecting from him. So I I, I love seeing that. I hate call ups that get eight minutes a night on the fourth line. Yeah, because I mean, what are you learning? Right. I, I mean, I, and, it's, and especially for you know for what are we playing for here? Right. I mean. They're not going to the playoffs, right? Mathematically, selling, but they're not going. So yeah, it's all about all right. Let's let's see what we, let's see what we got. Let's see let's see what we got. Let's see who can play next season. And he looked good. Yeah. He looked out of place out there. Um, so the 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 almost goal in question it came. Um, the wings they had, I can't remember who it was. It may have been, I think it may have been Mata. Um, took a shot either Mata or Shroud. I can't remember exactly who. They took a shot. It hit the post, and then it hit the it hit uh set, set, set Samson off, and it was going and it kind of landed like right on the crease, and he just couldn't quite get a stick in there to shovel it in, and then it got cleared out. But yeah, it was like he he almost got it. He almost he almost got his first first career goal in his first career game in Toronto, of all places. So, well, this it it is exciting to see, you know. The, the 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 four four of the five because we can't forget Kosa, but four of the five first round picks being on the ice um yesterday uh in the Eisman era that's good to see it's good to see that they're not necessarily you know we're so used to the term overripe which yeah. was something that I just feel like that's a Detroit term um but yeah well because you're you're you were they were afforded that luxury they were and and it's good to see that now that that's not they don't have that luxury that they are also willing to change that too yeah um getting these guys in the lineup you know and and, it, and it's not just them you know i i i i mean the the defense needs to come along he, as he's one of the worst negatives on the team i've been to, um impressed with jonathan bergeron he had a goal in the game against last night against toronto and i thought he was you know was really good. He's he been really good in distance, and I and that is tough to do. Yeah, because yep. a lot of his goals are coming are like from in between the blue line and the top of the faceoff circle. Yeah. Um, Joe Valeno's played in seventy five games this year. Um, we know he's, that when, he's had, he's had some tough luck with some really had. Um, we know that when when um, when he's healthy next year, Rasmussen, who's only going to be what twenty four next year. 
He's going to play a lot. Larkin's 27. He's obviously your number one center. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Elmer Sloterbloom, I thought he, I don't know what he did to, to not be called back. I don't know if there was, you know, what that was, but I mean, the eight points in 21 games that he had, you know, there's things that you you like here. I mean, you know, Soderbaum and Sider both are, are what? Both they're under what? Sider's 22. You know, Wallman's only 26. There's some youth and we're starting to see it. So I still think that this team either needs to go get a, that like, you know, I, I think you were the first person I heard turn, coin the term of getting somebody as good as or better than Larkin. And that's, that's got to be the next move. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing, even if, if one of your young guys ends up being another one good, but I still think that they need to go out and, and before next year starts, in addition to all these kids, there needs to be one more guy that's brought in that's assumed to be on that level. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you're, it's not in free agency. Those things are usually done. Those things are done through trades and they got, they got the draft capital. Yep. To yeah. kind of make that happen, and I mean, and you know, we'll 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 see, we'll see all the memes of uh, GMs hanging up the phone. My God, Eisman's calling! Like, no, like, oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, that's, and, that's very true. I mean, now the one thing is, and I will always say this: I say this every year. We can't get too, you don't you don't want to put too much stock in what you see these last six games either, because. No, you- you really you you, loose. You got nothing to play for. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to play when you got nothing on the line. Really, you know, you yeah. can play loose, and you might try some things that you that you would never try as a player if you know you're if in in game twenty five. In in let's 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 be let's face it. I mean, no, I mean, still playing. I Toronto should win that game nine times out of uh, yeah. nine times out of nine, but no Marner, um, no Giordano. Um, they've kind of all been rotating their their fifth and sixth defensemen. So those are going to be the two yeah. that I'm really going to know. No Martyr, no Giordano. But you know what? You went out and got it, though. No, and, no, no, no. By all means, by all means, take advantage and win those games. Right. But you you made the great point last year of Arizona, where it feels like every year we're looking at Arizona. I'm like, boy, that, that didn't – you know, their numbers were a little bit better. Maybe the Arizona's going to come through. And then every year they're doing exactly what they've been – they've done their entire – existence it seems like so yeah you're, Arizona you're just kind of like oh and most it, teams are like oh okay you're you're gripping a six tighter wait what because you're gripping a six tighter you're like no, oh right. we have to beat him we can't beat yeah. him and that just gets to your head and like, Arizona they don't give a shit no <laughs> you no. know like oh we're gonna go out nah, we got nothing to lose here 100 percent 100 percent yeah on our way to picking fourth again um <laughs> wild card races for for 24 hours the Florida Panthers were in the playoffs. Yes. Which hopefully, well, I don't actually really care, but then they, if they're anything like Detroit, they're gonna lose their next five and never sniff the playoffs again. But I do expect a different fate from Florida. Uh I don't know if they're gonna get in, but they probably won't lose their next five. Yeah, and and now and also now all of a sudden, um that gap, you know, you thought the islanders are kind of maybe tucked in there just fine, but I mean it's the Panthers, they're only two points back at Islanders with a game in hand. Well, th- this is what you want to hear. I mean, you know, they talked about it actually. It's funny because I think it was the Saturday game. They were talking about how the, 
they were looking at the standings like, oh, the Islanders might be, you know, they're probably going to be safe and it might just come down to this Florida and, and Pittsburgh team. But you lose games on back-to-back days and the teams that are chasing you win those games. Yeah. It gets uncomfortable quickly. Yeah, Panthers have won three in a row. And also uh, the Buffalo Sabres, they're 4-0-1 in their last five. And, you know, they their their next game, they take on the Panthers uh, tomorrow night. So if Buffalo beats the Panthers, that that puts them at, at 83 points. It's three points behind the Penguins. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's 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 a 14. <laughs> you, got, yeah. you got one other team who's throwing their hat, throwing their hat in the ring there. Good good job scheduling NHL. Yeah, and 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 Buffalo they have two games at hand over Pittsburgh and three game and, and two games at hand over Pittsburgh and Florida and three games at hand over the Islanders. So huge game uh, tomorrow night in Florida. Yeah, and in the West, almost the same thing here. Uh, Calgary, they they won four in a row. Winnipeg got their got their s together, and they they won two in a row now, beating Detroit and the Devils back to back games. Now and you know and and the Jets, they, 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 you brought up the schedule makers. The schedule makers did the Jets a favor by giving them Detroit. They they faced Detroit after on a. a second of a back-to-back. That was Detroit's second of a back-to-back. They took on the Devils on their second of a back-to-back. Now, now, granted, did, Detroit, I mean, and and as both teams traveled to Winnipeg, so they, they they got a little got a little help from the schedule makers in there, but hey, they took advantage of it, and that's, that's what you do. Now, you know who's got the most help from the schedule makers coming up? Oh. It's actually the Calgary Flames. Yes. Who after so they're off today they post chicago game you gotta win they go to winnipeg which may decide it <laughs> i mean if if Win- if calgary gets two in regulation that might be lights out for the jets if jets get two in regulation then calgary still has work to do but their final three games at vancouver non-playoff team by uh nat home for nashville who should pretty much be eliminated by then and then home for San Jose. There are points to be gotten from Cal- for Calgary here. They yeah, just right. they just got to win the games that they're supposed to win, which has been their problem all year is winning those yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, Calgary. They're zero one and one against the Blackhawks this year. Yeah, that's that's that one point is not good. Yeah, so um, yeah, they, Calgary has struggled against uh, the the non playoff teams. So maybe they maybe they'd be better served having Colorado, Colorado, <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Tampa. <laughs> the best, the best on their schedule. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, you got to take on those teams. Um, I mean, yeah, they're going to take on the you know the Peter Morazic and the Chicago Blackhawks. And well, they. I mean, I mean, even yesterday they played a game against Anaheim, a game where they fell behind two nothing and trailed four three late or later on in that game and needed a late goal just to win it. Yeah, all season Flames zero third zero zero third period uh, comeback wins, and they got two. And then now they have two in their last two games. So, I mean, but I'm sure I'm sure Flame fans are like, if you could just go ahead and blow out the Blackhawks, that'll be fine. And and you know you win a game by three or four goals. The crazy thing is with their style of play, you really I, they they are kind of more of a they were built for the playoffs. It, 
it's I, I don't know. They're gonna cause they trouble. <laughs> right. If they get there, they 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 could annoy some teams just like the Islanders. The Islanders, if they end up staying in, I'm sure nobody really wants to play okay. them. Well, I mean, well, the Flames are are essentially the Islanders West. I really, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bore you to death. But Tyler Zafoli's having himself an, an an awesome year. 33 goals, 71 points for Tyler Toffoli. And he's, he has scored some big goals for the Flames um, this season, especially down this stretch um, for, for them. So he's been very good. Tyler Toffoli has been very good for the Calgary Flames. Um, do Now, the National Predators are still in this. Which is so remarkable. I mean, John Hine, I, it's it's remarkable. Good on them. Good on them. Um, they they sit. They're the they're the buff they're the Buffalo of the West. Yeah, they just won't go away, right? Yeah, yep. they're 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 five points back, but with two games in hand over Winnipeg mm-hmm. and Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, now the Seattle Kraken, who you know they were in that top three in that Pacific Division for a while, even leading a division. Now, all of a sudden, they're only one point ahead of Winnipeg. Now, they do have two games at hand. Yep. Over Winnipeg. But it's Seattle, not, not as safe and cozy as uh, as as they, they once were. Well, again, here's what you look at. Vegas in their last 10, 7-2-1. Los Angeles in their last 10, 7-2-1. And yeah. in their last 10, 9-0-1. Seattle in their last 10, 4-4-2. Four, four when things are this tight, man, you can't, you just can't afford a, a slow week, <laughs> a slow two weeks. Yeah, no, you can't. It's just, that's it. That's the end of the day is you just cannot afford to have a bad couple of weeks. And, and right now Seattle's in it and they've had a couple bad couple of weeks. The crate, you know, that maybe they need a road trip because they're 24, 10 and four on the road and only yeah, a game with 500 on, at home. Um, but yeah, it's, this is, this is exactly what happens this time of year. Or I mean, at any point during the year is that as soon as you struggle and, and everybody else is white hot, like it feels like every time we've done this and we've looked that it, in the Atlantic, <laughs> they've all been seven, something and something or better. <laughs> yeah, they just keep, yeah. Teams just keep running, you know? And I mean, and, and, you know, also don't forget, like, I think, you know, Winnipeg, if they miss the playoffs, they're going to do the reverse St. Louis because, you know, in January, they were like in, yeah. first, in first in the conference in the West. And now they're barely hanging on. And, and, and it's just so crazy, too, though, because like if it, if right now, well, no, they went as if they find themselves in the first wild card place and end up taking Minnesota, I think I might take Winnipeg over Minnesota due to the, the Shaw injury in Minnesota. Yeah. I, I don't know where it's, it's uh, Kaprizov. I don't believe is back yet. Nope. So I, I mean, Winnipeg, if they can get themselves as much as they struggle, they get themselves into the first wild card position. They, they may have a favorable matchup against Minnesota. <laughs> Go figure that one out. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, these, this last week, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be crazy. And also, I mean, here's, you know, that race for that Pacific division, it's Vegas. They're in the lead right now, the 101 points. And they have a game in hand over LA who has a hundred points and Oilers have 99 points. 
and the Oilers are nine zero and one in their last ten, like I just mentioned. Yeah, so it's, I mean, right. Figure that out, and then in the Central, you have a dogfight in the Central for that top spot. You know, Minnesota they they have the lead, ninety seven points. Colorado's right behind them. Colorado and Dallas are both right behind them with ninety six points, but Colorado has a game in hand. Actually, some of these games are today, aren't they? No, Nashville, Dallas. Yeah, Vegas and Minnesota, they're going on right now. Nashville and Dallas get started in a little bit here. And Arizona and Seattle. It would behoove Seattle to beat Arizona tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Because now that that would give them a a game in hand and up three points on Winnipeg. So, I mean, that doesn't give give them a, a Z in their playoff positioning, but they'd, they'd be in really good shape if they can get that one. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not there yet. Um, but. Huge game in Minnesota though. I mean, for, I mean, for, for both, for both Vegas and for, for both Vegas and the wild as Minnesota, they want to increase their lead. You um, know, a bit. Go ahead. Yeah. And Vegas wants to increase their lead for that top spot, that division. So, although, you know, kind of want Minnesota to win that. So Vegas and I want Edmonton to jump leapfrog Vegas and LA. So we get Vegas and LA in the first round of playoffs. So we can see Jonathan Quick take on LA Kings. I'm all about the story. Yeah, that would be a great story. (laughs) I'm all about the story. And I'm sure Edmonton remembers what happened last year where they needed seven games to beat LA and that seventh game was at home. So right now they'd be playing again and that seventh game would be in LA. And I'm sure, you know, Toronto gets the buzz because they haven't had a lot of success, whereas Edmonton did make a trip to the conference finals last year. But I'm also sure that Edmonton does not want to be first a first round knockout this year because that's going to lead for a very un, uh, a not very good offseason, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, here's the thing. If the Oilers get knocked out in the first round this year, Connor McDavid is going to score 280 points next year. And just be an absolute menace. (laughs) Here's my answer to that. He needs to be more concerned about scoring 280 points during a 35-game playoff trip. He might. (laughs) It just occurred to me, you can only max out a 28 game, but during a 28-game playoff trip. He he might. (laughs) I mean... Connor McDavid, he he doesn't turn, he doesn't disappear in the postseason. He does not. He absolutely does not at all. He had thirty three points of sixteen last year. So I mean, which which does go to the show that and and who still you know those numbers then it was still like oh McDavid couldn't get the Oilers to the Cup Finals. He had two points a game. Yeah. He was a two point per game playoff performer. Yeah, and you well, want to, and, and I, 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 finals. Here's the. I think most. I think most people said the Oilers could get McDavid to the finals at that yeah, point. Because, I. That's what I. That's what because that's basically what it should have been. You know, and, and you had Drysaddle playing on one leg and still just absolutely being a menace. So, um, did did you know that they're not, the next game that the Oilers play is in LA? So I guess tomorrow that'll determine some things. And that game's on ESPN. So yeah, 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 yeah. Drysaddle had 32 and 16 last year on one leg. So exactly two points for for Drysaddle. Yeah, well, goaltending man, it's all about getting that netminder. And also, while we're talking about the Oilers, how about Ryan Nugent Hopkins quietly 
on a cusp of, of his first career hundred point season. Yep. Which which goes to show you <laughs> his previous career high was sixty nine. Nice. Okay. Sometimes it's okay to not be the man because you can make some do some really badass work when you're not the man. And I think that that statement that's the Nugent Hopkins statement. Yeah, I mean, is that it was all over? It was all on him, all over the place when that when those Edmonton teams weren't winning before McDavid and Dreisaitl got there. Those oh, two yeah. show up, and now he is on his way to a hundred point season. It's you know all's well in his world. I'm sure he feels good about what he's doing, and that's just a big ass difference between. Yeah, I mean, and and all those other guys, you know, Taylor Hall, Jordan Everly, you know, those guys are all gone. Yep, Neil Yakupov. <laughs> Um, nail Yakupov. Yeah, I really nailed that pick. Sure did. Oh, oh they yeah. did not nail it. No. Yeah, but you know, hey, they got rewarded again. It got they me. Sure did. You know. <laughs> they sure did. Oh, uh, what dress is that? Yeah, uh, stupid. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, here you know these last. You know, last six, seven games for last six games. I think, uh, well, you know, Seattle after tonight, they'll they'll have seven games left, six games left, and and so Nashville, yeah. So everybody's got five or six games left in the season, and yeah, and, we'll maybe, and so I can't wait for next week for us to still not know anything about playoff thirty. It's gonna be great. So basically we're at this point, we're saying that there's, so the eight in and each team has, or each conference has two extra teams that are still within striking distance. So we've basically saying that there's about 20 teams that are still in this playoff hunt right now. Yeah. That sound about right. See if we can knock two out, maybe to be down to our last two <laughs> next week. Well, well, here's the thing Saturday, a lot of the, like, so next, so Saturday, here's your slate of game Saturday. The, the Penguins are in Detroit taking on the Red Wings. That could that's going to have some big implications there. The Panthers are taking on the Capitals. That could have big playoff implications. The Flames take on the Canucks. The Kraken take on the Blackhawks. Uh, the or- I mean, yeah. I don't know why you're jumping in. I think every game here on out. Oh, the Predators take on the Jets. I'm just saying, like by the time it gets to next next Monday, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 The Predators okay. take on the Jets. I mean, we, that's Saturday. I mean, a, a lot of these could could potentially get wrapped up on Saturday. It's well, great. that would that would be good because it's just then we can maybe go into playoff preview mode instead of just trying to be like, all right, well, what's going to happen? Here's all the f- possible scenarios of who could end up where still with two games with only two games left in the season. Yeah, we don't know what's happening. What playoffs start two weeks from today? Yeah, the seventeenth, yeah, I think, is all the commercials. So two weeks from today, the playoffs. It's gonna, it's it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. When did when did the when does the last games of the regular season are Wednesday, and then they're off all the way till Monday? Uh, Is that am I right on that? Go back. Because um, I feel like they don't usually give give them that much time, but I'm I'm almost positive. So the last the last games we play are going to be on Thursday, the thirteenth. Okay. 
And then, and oh, and then there's some make, then there's, you have two makeup games on Friday, the 14th, Sabres and Blue Jackets and uh, Predators and Avalanche. Interesting. Okay. So then two days off and you start the playoffs on the 17th. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Colorado's going to play nobody in that game. Nope. <laughs> well, no, you don't know that because they could, I mean, those two points could give them number one in the division. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you're Colorado, I don't know how much home ice really matters, but yeah. They, they just let's get to the playoffs and let's win. I'm looking forward to it. Let's win again. Yep. All right. That's gonna do it for us this week. Um, we'll be back next week with obviously um more speculation. <laughs> well said. Well said. I mean, ho- ho- hopefully it'll, you know, it'll be down to like two teams battling for one final spot or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's more clear, like, okay, it's between Pittsburgh and f- it's just between Pittsburgh and Florida or, you know, something yeah, like I, that. I, I mean, I, I, I need Buffalo to still do more. I need them to get to the even number of games with those games being won before I start thinking, all right, Buffalo is really dangerous. Kind of the same thing with Nashville, but I still stand by my take that John Hines might be low key the coach of the year, given the fact that after the deadline, Yossi goes out. I think uh, Saros is hurt, and they're still close enough. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, so yeah, and also we'll we'll talk about the wings. Also, we'll do well, uh, Frozen Four. We'll, we will know who was our who's the national champion in college hockey, and who also who won the Hobie Baker. Either I'll be super pissed off and annoyed, or I'll be super happy and and feel vindicated. We'll see. And I'll have to deal with them. Yay! All right. So with that, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. And we are done.